0: The Book of Acts, Chapter 27 As soon as it was decided that we should sail to Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were put under the charge of a centurion named Julius, of the Emperor's own regiment. We embarked on a ship hailing from Adrametium, bound for the Asian ports, and set sail. Among our company was Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica. On the following day we put in at Sidon, where Julius treated Paul most considerately by allowing him to visit his friends and accept their hospitality. From Sidon we put to sea again and sailed to Leeward of Cyprus, since the winds were against us. Then, when we had crossed the gulf that lies off the coasts of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we arrived at Myra in Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship bound for Italy and put us aboard her. For several days we beat slowly up to windward, and only just succeeded in arriving off Snidus. Then, since the wind was still blowing against us, we sailed under the lee of Crete, and rounded Cape Samone, Coasting along with difficulty, we came to a place called Fair Havens, near which is the city of La Sire. We had by now lost a great deal of time, and sailing had already become dangerous as it was so late in the year. The time of the autumn fast was over. So Paul warned them and said, Men, I can see that this voyage is likely to result in damage and considerable loss, not only to ship and cargo, but even to our own lives as well. But Julius paid more attention to the helmsman and the captain than to Paul's words of warning. Moreover, since the harbour is unsuitable for a ship to winter in, the majority were in favour of setting sail again in the hope of reaching Phoenix and wintering there. Phoenix is a harbour in Crete, facing southwest and northwest. So when a moderate breeze sprang up, thinking they had obtained just what they wanted, they weighed anchor and coasted along, hugging the shores of Crete. But before long a terrific gale, which they call a northeaster, swept down upon us. The ship was caught by it, and since she could not be brought up into the wind, we had to let her fall off and run before it. Then, running under the lee of a small island called Clouder, we managed with some difficulty to secure the ship's boat. After hoisting it aboard, they used cables to undergird the ship, To add to the difficulties, they were afraid all the time of drifting on to the scientist's banks. So they shortened sail and let her drift. The next day, as we were still at the mercy of the violent storm, they began to throw cargo overboard. On the third day, with their own hands, they threw the ship's tackle over the side. Then, when for many days there was no glimpse of sun or stars, and we were still in the grip of the gale, all hope of our being saved was given up. Nobody had eaten for some time when Paul came forward among the men and said Men, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete and suffered this damage and loss However, now I beg you to keep up your spirits for no one's life is going to be lost though we shall lose the ship I know this because last night the angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood by me and said Have no fear, Paul You must stand before Caesar and God has granted you the lives of all those who are sailing with you Take courage, then, men, for I believe God, and I am certain that everything will happen exactly as I have been told. But we shall have to run the ship ashore on some island. On the fourteenth night of the storm, as we were drifting in the Adriatic, about midnight the sailors sensed that we were nearing land. Indeed, when they sounded, they found twenty fathoms, and then, after sailing on only a little way, they sounded again and found fifteen. So for fear that we might be hurled on the rocks, They threw out four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. The sailors wanted to desert the ship, and they got as far as letting a boat down into the sea, pretending that they were going to run out anchors from the bows. But Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay aboard the ship, there is no hope of your being saved. At this, the soldiers cut the ropes of the boat and let her fall away. Then, while everyone waited for the day to break, Paul urged them to take some food, saying, "'For fourteen days now, you've had no food. "'You haven't had a bite while you've been on watch. "'Now take some food, I beg of you. "'You will need it for your survival. "'I assure you that not a hair of anyone's head will be lost.' "'When he had said this, he took some bread, "'and after thanking God before them all, "'he broke it and began to eat. "'This raised everybody's spirits, "'and they began to take food themselves. "'There were about 276 of us all told aboard that ship,' When they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. When daylight came, no one recognized the land. But they made out a bay with a sandy shore, where they planned to beach the ship if they could. So they cut away the anchors and left them in the sea, and at the same time unlashed the ropes which held the steering oars. Then they hoisted the foresail to catch the wind and made for the beach. But they struck a shoal, and the ship ran aground, The bow stuck fast, while the stern began to break up under the pounding of the waves. The soldiers' plan had been to kill the prisoners in case any of them should try to swim to shore and escape. But the centurion, in his desire to save Paul, put a stop to this, and gave orders that all those who could swim should jump overboard first and get to land, while the rest should follow, some on planks and others on the wreckage of the ship. So it came true that everyone reached the shore in safety.